Hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket. It is round three of the AFL. Georgie Parker here and I'm joined by the man with the biggest calves in the business, Nathan Brown Browning. Hello, how are you? Parker, good to be here. And when you introduce the man over there, uh, I missed the memo today to wear the Kermit green, but uh, you both look fantastic. We do. And that, of course, is Brendan Goddard. He's direct from Noosa. How was your trip? Uh, wet. Wet? Yeah, unfortunately. Perfect. Well, the wet weather didn't come for the Sydney match last week. <laughs> oh. Overs was my best bet of the round. You guys laughed at me. But, Brownie... You work for Triple M. You love that job there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're trying to promote this show on there by calling this show a skit show. It was a skit show. I just got... It's uh, I, well, we, we, we have another sponsor on there, so I, I didn't know where I could speak. But uh, the, the boys asked me, how's it been going with BJ? And I said, well, we don't know each other that well. I and mean, we've known each other for a long time. But they said, you know, is he getting you a sort of humour? Because some people say... I didn't know a, that you were the funny one here. Let's have humor. a listen to what you said, though. Speaking of your former teammates and a, and a former player of yours, uh, I've started doing a, a little a skit show with uh, Brendan Goddard, and I'm sort of just feeling him out at the moment. And it's meant to be, you know, you're meant to have some banter. I just don't know how far I could go with BJ. Is he the sort of player that, or the sort of person that takes that sort of stuff well? If I start to, you know, Joey, not sure if he likes your humour, Brownie. <laughs> like if he if he walked in with a bag of pretzels, how would that go? <laughs> No, he wouldn't take it very well, BJ. Nah, he, he might he might take a while to warm up to him and crack him. He's a slow burn. <laughs> so that was Joe Montagna into Jay-Z into Ross Lyon, who described you as a slow burn. Slow burn. So uh, I hope so my humour's going well. Voice, right? He's a mm. slow burn. Well, I don't know what sort of show you think this is. You think it's something He's like... He's throwing us all under the bus. Yeah, are, we I, to, are we meant to be funny now? And, and why this? am I not getting are mentioned you meant to be in funny, this Brad? show? Because do you think it's something like this? <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that the work you brought to the table? Is, <laughs> that, is, it? is that what you've been working on I've this not, week? I've not done That's any great. work. You know that I, I don't do much work at all. Now, let's get straight into the footy, which is what we're here for in the first game, of course, is Doggies and Sydney. Now, Doggies, they need to get a win, don't they? Well, they're 0-2, but they play good sides. Sydney, do they come down off last week? Um, Isaac Heaney's going to be hard to stop. I think he's about the most important player in the competition mm. at the moment. His mm. first two weeks have been good. good was he? I can't see how the Bulldogs are favourite in this game. I was expecting... I was going to back the Bulldogs. I wanted to back them, but... They're the favourites, and I just don't get how they are the favourites. Sydney should be the favourites, but um, it, it's it's going to be a game won and lost in the midfield. If the Dogs can't stop that midfield flow that they haven't been able to stop the last two weeks, Carlton just took it out of the middle so easy last week, and the Dogs had no answer to it. So if they can't stop Sydney in the middle, they won't win. Now, Bailey Smith is back. Is he going to be a big in? Marcus Bontebelli, he has been a little bit lacking yeah, in form. Yeah. 17 and 19 disposals. Last year was, you know, getting into the 30s. He's due. Yeah. He, he is due, but you go on current form, Brownie, he's, he's probably uh, due to have another poor one. Yeah. And, if, and yeah. if I was Sydney, I'd, I'd keep the foot on the throat with him. Yep. You don't want to let him get off the chain. But Bailey Smith's clearly important to them. But I just think, I think it's been a trend with the Bulldogs for a number of years. I've always felt they've been really vulnerable, as good as they are in the midfield. But if they're not winning it getting first hands on it, is their ability to defend and spread. Yeah. And then from there, we've seen teams tear them apart from clearances and from centre square bounce, which we know is the number one scoring chain in the, in the competition now. So I think that it's really vulnerable if they're not actually winning it first. So that, that's for me this week is a challenge for the Bulldogs just to really... And, and Bonton Pally's at, you know, at the forefront of that. He's, he's struggling for form, played on some really good plays. He's gone head-to-head. We all want to see at the start of the game when the Bonton Crips start next yeah. to one another yeah. and, and clearly... But Mills will probably go to him this week. Yeah, so as I said, keep the foot in the throat, but the Bulldogs need a bit more out of Bonton Pally at this point. I think he can bounce back. So I've got him in my same game multi, mm. and it's going to be a fascinating game because the Dogs, they've, they've played against the Demons and put eight goals in a row on the Demons, which, isn't, which is a hard thing to do. And I think 
we've realised that Carlton are the real deal. So do you give the dogs an excuse that they've lost the two good sides? But same game, Maldi. I think the dogs can win this game. And I think Bont bounces back. But Isaac Heaney, we discussed him before he goes into round one and we said we needed him to show something. And his first two weeks, 25 and three. And he's kicked another five last week. So, I mean, well, it's people brilliant. People forgot about that because, yeah. of course, uh, Buddy Buddy. took all of the news. Five goals and 27 yep. disposals as well. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, so that's my same game multi. Those three players uh, and the dogs win. That's it. Now, Melbourne and Essendon now. Well, Melbourne, they're just absolutely firing. And your old mob, Essendon, oh, are they in a bit of trouble? Uh, well, they are. I think. And they're one of the best players is out now as well with, a, with his Cinder's. Synosmosis, yeah, Zachy Merritt. So hopefully it's only a four, to six, four to six. Hopefully <laughs> we just saw uh, Walsh come back for Carlton only in four weeks. So um, apparently pretty similar um, or, or exact injury is what he had. So, yeah, they're struggling. I think just more so because the expectations that were placed on them externally. Yeah. And such a poor performance in round one against a really good team in Geelong. And, yeah, there was always going to be a response, wasn't there, last mm. week because they were embarrassed from round one. So I think, I think you'll see... A better Essendon again, but I just don't think it'll be enough against Melbourne. So, yeah, Saki Merritt comes in. Where do they fill that void? Such an important player um, for them for a long time now. But, yeah, that's where now you're leading the season. They've got great depth in the midfield. This is where you lean on it. You know, Caldwell now fit. Uh, Parrish obviously still blossoming and, and continuing his form from last year. Dylan Shear was still a question mark on. And then Jake Stringer. So does it mean Jake Stringer spends more time as a permanent Almost midfielder? Almost has to. Almost has to. So the opportunity to bet around Jake Stringer, I think, becomes real this week. And he had 15 disposals last week. But you'd have to think he's going to spend more time uh, not so much midfield, but definitely taking the stoppages and the clearances where he does such good work. So I think Jake Stringer at 20-plus disposals is a bet, and I think Jake Stringer kicking two goals is a bet as well. So I think he plays more time actually at the stoppages and then resting forward. Another one to look at, I think, for mine is Andy McGrath. Yeah. So being mentioned, found plenty of the footy last week, not so much in the first round, but again, last week didn't have the impact mm. he'd, he'd want, but, but definitely found the footy. So him potentially spending more time in the midfield, as we know, being around the ball more, so maybe look at him for 25-plus for disposals. Do they have a tagger to send to Petrarca? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they do at this point. I, I think I'd, I'd like... Most teams who actually just have someone just you got to be more accountable yeah. on him. Yeah. Well, not so much a tagger, but it's more, not so much a lockdown. Yeah, like a run with. Just show, take, show him the respect, right? So take him from thirty-eight down to twenty-five. I mean, there's twelve or thirteen possessions a game that you can get that are very easy. Going out wide, getting a cheap handball. They're stopped if somebody's next to you. Yeah. So you just the option would be keep Petrarca to 24, 25, 26. We've done our job. Get him to 38, 39, 14 inside 50s and like goals. he had last week. We can't win the game. But I don't think they do. So unless they've trained it and a guy's actually trained for this situation in pre-season or has done it in the past, yeah. they can't. I don't think they, there's no expectation to say to Jake Stringer or Andy McGrath go you know go play on Petrarca and you know show him the respect he deserves. It's just it's not natural for them to do that. So it's almost a lose-lose. So they actually, I don't think they have a guy that's done that and been, or yeah. would be able to do it on the weekend. And the thing is with Melbourne's depth is they do that to him and then Clayton Oliver comes and steps up. Yep. That's it. I think the Demons win quite comfortably in this one. Yeah, any no the same game. Will be three. Well, you know how we're doing a bet with mates, Kitty, and we need a yeah. dollar twenty pop. Well, Melbourne are a dollar twenty to beat Essen in this game, so that is my safe oh, bet. I've already gone there. I've oh, gone here. Early. I've You're gone early. About it, I'm going a dollar twenty. The pressure's on. dollars this yep. week, and that's going to get us to nineteen hundred and three dollars if my quick oh, maths suggests. Do you feel the pressure? I really do. Because you feel stood up under pressure last week. I thought some of your bets last week were questionable. I wouldn't have taken them, but the total points you did take over last week. 
the yeah. Bulldogs Carlton game, and we mocked you. We and did. I, we, no, we, I, we, I, we, I don't feel bad about it. But <laughs> I said you know, I still would have taken the bet. The rain was coming. You were lucky that the rain didn't come for the Swans. The Swans game. Yeah. Was, and then as well, I said Carlton would win. You guys didn't didn't think they'd mm. win either. So I was just all over You're it. Off to a fly. That's it. Now we're going to the showdown, Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Both these teams not having much win there. So at least finally, the, the city's going to get someone having a win. Couldn't believe how bad Port Adelaide were last week God, against Hawthorne. Adelaide have been playing okay. Their contested footy, their inside 50s have been good. It's the last kick inside forward 50. But just beware Port Adelaide numbers at the moment because if I'm the coach, uh, Ken Hinkley, I'd be looking at these numbers last week and going, what did we do with 39, 38, 36 and 29? We did bugger all. So I'm Ken Hinkley. I'm saying to these four players, we need to tighten up. We need to start defensively and then we need to get the ball on the offence. But defence is first because I don't think they get those numbers again mm. this week. I think they have to tighten up. So if you are looking at the total uh, position over underline, I think Ollie Wines is 32. Boke is 30 this week. I don't think you go near those two. I don't think Ollie Wines can win the showdown if he gets 25-26, the medal. I think um, Travis Boke can definitely win the showdown medal if he gets 25 or 26. You love the showdown medal. You just, love looking into Boke into this one. I do. I do because it's, it's judged by players or former players and media people. So um, people vote for guys like Travis Boke because they see the hard work and how he goes in and under it. I think he would get a, a showdown medal before Ollie Wines. Ollie Wines wins yeah. the Brownlow. It's voted by the umpires. I think people, media, former players would vote for Boke. Did Wines win one last year? Uh, he could have. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my question to you is they got smashed by a team that people were predicting to be bottom four at home last year. A port in some trouble or do you think well, this I is think just so. start yeah, of the season 4-4? Uh, yeah, I'd say the, the round one performance against Brisbane, really good team yeah, at the Gabba, which is, which is solid hit out. But as we know, it's about consistency and backing it up. So their, their inability to defend last week against a team that obviously coached by Sam Mitchell but has come out and said we want, we want to be a high-scoring team. Offensively, that involves obviously mm. kicking, the, the kick game, become really highly-skilled team. So their ability to defend was was really, really poor, which is you highlighted, Brownie. So that's the most concerning thing yeah. for me. So I, and I think that, that – and that was a highlight of their game for the last couple of years making going deep into finals and playing in prelims. Mm. Is that, that's, that's the backbone of their, their, their game. So just to reel off the extension of what you said, they were plus 80 disposals last week, plus 10 in contested possession, plus 68 uncontested possession, plus 24 in clearances, and plus 12 in inside 50s. Before looking at the scores, if you, if you saw goals. those stats, you'd goals. think they'd have to win by and four or five goals. They're $1.32 this week. You could not possibly take that $1.32. So, I mean, you can't back Adelaide either. I mean, at $3.30, but it's a game where you almost have to sit out of the head-to-head. -head. The value's probably in the showdown yeah. middle. But it's almost a certainty for mine. Port Adelaide have to win this week because there's already some talk around yeah. Ken Hinckley and a little bit yeah. of heat. I think there's probably more so over in Adelaide. We're not privy to the media and what they're saying about it. But if Adelaide don't win this week, it's uh, they're in all sorts. And quick one before we go to a break. Double headers on a Friday night. Yeah, yes, no? what, are th what are your thoughts? Well, I think it was because they had planned to play the AFLW on the Saturday and give uh, it clean air. Yeah. So I think they've just kept it in that slot. So it, it does seem like a strange spot to do it. But it is because of the AFLW and there that's now go. been moved, obviously. Well, Saturday game's up next just after this. George Hewitt's the one there. $1.91 for 25. I think there's some value. So I think Adam Trelaw for me, that is a big bet. I'm going to make it my best bet of the weekend again. He has to go into it every week, Jake Lloyd. He goes into my same game multi. Being such a talented player like he is, I just think he's, he's bound to get uh, those numbers most weeks. So he's pretty good value, still at $1.57.
Touched on it earlier, but it's Dan Houston for 20 plus. So put the 1300 smack bang on the nose. So I'm bullish on Carlton. I think their midfield's so good. Sam Walsh coming in. Ooh. Sam Walsh 25, Cripps 25, and anytime goal for Cripps as well. I'm flat they don't have my overs in the Sydney match. A lot of green ticks there. A lot of green ticks there. We're very the happy with our, our work, but my and If you followed us in, congratulations. So you'll get more winners as you keep watching this show, particularly if BJ wears that cowboy shirt again. <laughs> You love mocking our shirts for a man that looks like you. <laughs> GWS and Gold Coast. I think that Gold Coast might have a real chance in this one. GWS has not been great. What a boring game this looks to be, this one. In a, in a punting sense, how do you back the Giants after you saw what they did last week? Yeah. And, I mean, Gold Coast, they were so good. 60 inside 50s against the Demons, so you'd have to give them some sort of chance. What I have loved is the form of Noah Anderson. Yeah. Um, he was a bit quiet the first week, but 25 disposals last week. And I just feel like the value is in uh, is in that man, Noah Anderson. And also Tim Taranto. If you think about GWS, Lockie Whitfield isn't getting the footy at the moment. There's a lot of players who aren't getting the football. Toby Green isn't in there. So Tim Tarano, 27 and 28 in the first two weeks, definitely worth following. This is at the moment the value hunter. Have a look at Tim Taranto and he's still $1.57, bigger than those other two players, 28, 27. I'm taking that $1.57 every day of the week for Taranto. Just had his 100th game as well, so he's been knowing how to play the game now. Have you found any value in this game or a little bit like Brownie that it's a little bit of a watch? Well, head to head, I think it's a flip of the coin at this point. I'd like to think GWS are in a, in a position to win, but I just don't think they're not because of the the last two weeks' performance, and if you're going to go on form, I think Gold Coast has got form from their first win over in Perth, backing up it again, travelling back to uh, the Gold Coast and playing the best team in the competition last year's uh, Premier. So it was a really good performance. Their first quarter, first quarter and a half, they actually dominated the game, I thought, but just couldn't kind of put that nail in the coffin to Melbourne. And then, so that based on form, if I'm going to say head to head, I'd say probably say stay away. But if you need they to, look the value, don't if they? You need, Gold Coast if you need to bet on someone, go Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, Collingwood and Geelong. Collingwood. 2-0, you wouldn't think that at the start of the year, and Geelong, well, they need a win. Do you think that they're going to get one? Well, what Collingwood have done, they've beaten who they needed to beat. Yep. I mean, they haven't beaten a lot yet. They beat Adelaide last week, and you go into that game, you think they should beat Adelaide, and yeah, they should 100. beat them by around the six, seven-goal mark that they did. They're playing pretty good football, but now comes a big challenge. Geelong on the rebound. Geelong were not embarrassing last week, but how easy Sydney dispatched of them. They came mm -hmm. back a little bit late, but I thought they were really disappointing last week after such a great round one against the Bombers. So I look at this game and I just feel like it's going to be a bridge too far for Collingwood. Yeah. Uh, but the, where, where I do think is the trend is your friend. Your I've been friend. banging on about this trend is your friend and it's been working for me. The trend is your friend around the Collingwood midfield because at the moment the, the shackles are off and all these players are getting disposal. So you look at Pendlebury who's had 28 last week. Jack Crisp went back to 26. Dacos had 25. Lipinski had 30 in the first week, then 24. Degowie's had 27 and 24. And you look at that 25 plus disposal market, they're big numbers too. They're big odds. And you put them in your same game mouldy. So follow the trend. Collingwood's definitely a club that has multiple 25 plus possession players you can go after. Brisbane is another one and Carlton is another one. So those three clubs at the moment have multiple 25 plus disposals. But I'm going to be going after all those Collingwood players again. Ooh. Now the other way, Geelong 
long. Their round one versus round two, very different games, weren't they? Yeah, it was. And the concerning thing was, I think, publicly they stated that their senior players were well down on form. And you were expecting a team full of senior players, experienced players, just to have you know that consistency that uh, we're all after and what we've seen from them. But from, from their first week to second week against a really good team in Sydney, it was just yeah. it was really poor. I was really disappointed. Wanted to see a great game of footy. Yeah. Obviously, Buddy kick his thousandth goal. That's that's uh, that's great. But I wanted to see a close game of footy, and they just weren't up for it. So as we see here, a couple of their senior players in particular, Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, albeit was injured, but excuse me, uh, Paddy Dangerfield, their performance against Sydney was well below par. So if I think this is this is a safe bet to go Geelong this week. That they'll win because because they, they have to. They have to respond from last week, and their senior players have arguably been put on notice publicly. So uh, they'll respond in a good way. And I don't think they'll blow. Collingwood away. So same game multi. I think Geelong 1 to 39 is around the mark for a same game multi. Then I'm going to take Crisp 25 plus disposals. He was brilliant last week. I think he's their main ball winner. He had a down week in the first week. Jeremy Cameron should be kicking two goals. He'll bounce back. So I expect Geelong to bounce back in a big way. Collingwood will get the footy enough mm-hmm. and it'll be a close game. Collingwood will be in it for a while, but I expect Geelong just to steady. Too many kids there for the Pies. Brisbane and North Melbourne. North Melbourne had a win against the Waffle side, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> technically, really. 15, 14 players out for yep. the West Coast Eagles, and they really should have won by more than that if they're playing a second-tier side. Yep. They should have. They should have. But you can only beat what's out there, and they did have the win, as David Noble said. But you worry about what could happen at the Gabba this yeah. week, which is a high-scoring venue. Um, I'm heavy into Joe Danaher again. I was heavy into him last week. He's not far off kicking a bag, Big Joe, and it could be a big bag, and it could be this week mm. against the North Melbourne Footy Club, and I'm going to go hard after him. The other one is Lockie Neal. Uh, a massive game last week and when Lockie Neal kicks goals like he did in his Brownlow medal year, we're going to bring up a graphic about have a look at this. When he kicks multiple goals four times, uh, he's got uh, three times he's got three votes but pretty much every game that he kicks goals in he gets Brownlow votes. So last week, round two, kicks two goals has he was three Brownlow votes last week so he's already been backed in we've taken a lot of money on him for the Brownlow this week so I'm going to back Lockie Neal in as well this week. I think he gets 35 I don't think North Melbourne have got a natural tagger similar to the Essendon Melbourne game where you know, do you send someone to Lockie Neal who's flying at the moment? No, I think 35 will get again. It, it could be a role for someone like a Horn Francis just to, to go in the midfield and say, mate, go, go with one of the best yeah. accumulators and midfielders in the competition. Do you do and, that to a Ferrari though? Do you? Yeah, I don't know. A Ferrari needs well, I wouldn't expect time Ross Lyons or anyone to send you into the midfield. Uh, can you, BJ, go and tag Scotty Pendlebury? <laughs> well, I, I actually did that early days and got a tally, mind you. Played on Hurd and Buckley, uh, which is a great experience, but I learned a lot. So maybe it is something like that. And not to say Neil won't run around and have 35, but it's a good opportunity, I think, for, for North Melbourne to just get that experience. Who gave you the best touch-up? Uh, probably Bucks, to be honest. Yeah. Heard he threw me in the fence one time, but because uh, I think I was getting on his nerves. Yeah. But, uh, Bucks, Bucks gave me a tailing one day, <laughs> but I, I did learn a lot. But uh, so maybe it's an opportunity. But I'm, 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 I'm all in, in Brisbane this year. I think, I think performance last week. Um, don't underestimate it because because Essendon they were going to respond. They were yeah. so embarrassed yeah. the week and before, they and they did. And then Brisbane Rail just to peg them back, continually just you know talk. Well, I'm sure they're using footy lingo, but let's do the things that we're good at. Just keep pegging away, and they did. And then they end up you know a win of 20, 30 points. So it was a really good performance on the road against a team that had their backs to the Very ball. different to this time last year. Uh, Brisbane started the year slowly. Uh, I mean, they, they they lost to Geelong down in Geelong. They lost to Sydney. Then they got over the line against Collingwood, I think, with a kick after the siren. So yeah. it wasn't a great start. Mm. This year, they've played okay footy, but they're 2-0. and So it sets them up to finish yeah. 
one or two at the end of the year because you don't think they're going to get better from here. And Brisbane at home are a completely different category. And the total points, 176 was the average there last year. So it's the highest scoring venue. Just want to make sure you understand high scoring venue is the Gabba. It is the Gabba and that's a high scoring team. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> you, you don't need to repeat. Oh, I, I, oh my I, God, you're an idiot. Let's get to the break. <laughs> <laughs> See you on the other side. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket. Now, Brownie, you yeah. are a keen Kia Carnival owner. I am. I've got four kids, so you need a Kia Carnival. Oh, you, you press the, mover of choice. the two buttons and both doors go sliding. Have so a look here at I you. am. This is in Noosa. Noosa. Uh, the very man. good people from Bespoke Car Rentals up there in Noosa. He's a good fella, Jared. And, um, yeah, it was a beautiful That's ride up there. BJ's been here for two weeks, mm. and the impression that you have made on him, mm. he's gone up to Noosa and have a look at what he's done. He's gone up to your man. This is the first thing he asked me. He goes, oh, I saw you got a man up in Noosa. Um, hey, can you let me know about him and that massive resident supporter too, Didn't know Jared. That at the time, Jared. Yeah, that's so right. if you are going to Noosa, you know, that's where it's at. I love that all you AFL We're players. I work with Coonies, a Kia Carnival man as well. Carlton and Hawthorne. <clears throat> Carlton this year, a completely different side to last year. How good is their midfield? Hawthorne, though, very surprised. This is what we expected from Carlton for the last couple of years yeah. because they've got the list. Now Michael Vosco's there, the game plan stacks up, their contested footy stacks up. Chera and also Hewitt coming in has helped a lot. Yeah. Paddy Cripps well, being Chera fit didn't play again. Last week. But beware Hawthorne. Now, I, I know everybody's talking about Hawthorne. I see Rui, your old mate, uh, said that this could be the next Premiership Six defence. Oh. And I'm like, people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves on Hawthorne. Uh, they beat North Melbourne in round one, unconvincing. Anybody could have beaten Port Adelaide, they were that bad last week. I love the fact that they had open forward line, but this is a bottom four side from last year who we thought would be bottom four. Yes, they're a lot better. Yes, they're coached nicely this year. They're playing attacking football, but just beware. Don't get too excited about the Hawks yet. They haven't beaten... Oh, they've been in Port Adelaide. I won't say anybody, but this is a huge test. I don't think they can beat Carlton, and I I still have doubts whether Hawthorne can play finals this year. I might be wrong, but I'm not prepared to bet into Hawthorne yet, but I'm happy to back Carlton. Big ball winners, though, from Carlton, isn't there? There is, and they still, I think, continually surprise me, to be honest. This, yeah. the, amount of, the amount of ball they're all getting yeah. is, is extraordinary in the way they're doing it. So from Kennedy to Cripps to Hewitt, now Cherry comes back this week. Walsh just steps in after a syndesmosis injury in four weeks off and has 34 touches. It's, it's extraordinary. So I think a safe bet, Hawthorne, uh, although they're winning, we saw last week Port Adelaide have a lot of the ball, over 400 possessions, uh, and Hawthorne are making the most of what they're getting. But I think they're vulnerable to, to uh, opposition midfields finding plenty of the footy. So it, I, I think it's a pretty safe bet to back Carlton's midfield again this week. And it looks an easy game when Pitnet is jumping up over the top of the opposition Ruckman and putting it straight down their throat. So they're getting free, easy possessions, and then they're getting the ones they work for as well. So uh, Chera and also Hewitt go into a same-game multi. I think Carlton win Chera and Hewitt to get 25 plus for the same game multi, but uh, Carlton, just about making my best bet of the round. Is Chera coming back into the side, is that going to mean Cripps and Walsh maybe not have such damaging match um, matches, games? No, I, I think they can share it around. I think that's the the, the, the beauty of a, a midfield that they've built, to get those two players in. Then you've got Cripps and Walsh to do the job, and then maybe Cripps can spend some time forward because he's been kicking goals as well. But then you've got Kennedy. So this is a, a, a deep midfield where you know some can go out in the wing, some can go to half forward, and they're still getting enough of the ball. De Koning comes in. Carlton on the right track. They really are. St Kilda and Richmond. BJ, how are you seeing this one? Richmond win last week, but 
are they back to their best? Well, I think backs against the wall last week yeah. with what they were dealing with, it was, it was a great win. Yeah. GWS were, were desperate to get their first win. So I think it was a great performance. St Kilda, not so convincing, but they still had to travel to Perth, play Fremantle. Not a great game of footy, but be honest, I watched most of that. But they did uh, get the win at the end of the day. So small steps forward. But I think this week, Jack Rewalt coming in as a huge plus for the... Dylan Grimes. For the Richmond Tigers. But I don't... Oh, I, St Kilda are going to be better again. I think it's going to be a good game. Matt, Matty's Visions match, which is yep. always uh, which is always great. So, uh, but I still think Richmond at this point. Dusty still the unknown. Is he going to come back this week? By the looks of it, he's going to miss the another game. Are very of footy. similar. I expected Richmond to be firm favourites in this game. So I just think they they appear to be the value. Noah Bolter. Now I think he'll play forward again, even if Rewalt comes back in. Three tools. Uh, and you've got uh, Tom Lynch. I think they'll play three tools because I, I don't think they can go with Noah Bolter in defence. I think he looks a natural forward. Um, Somebody has to take over from Jack Rewalt, so I think they just move forward playing Boulder forward to two, three, four goals. What I love about Noel Boulder is his kicking action. Um, he's unconventional when he plays defence, but when he gets forward, he is so straight, he can kick the ball, snap across his body. So I think he's going to be a 75, 80% set shot goal kicker. That's how good he is. And I think for the next 10 years, Noel Boulder is going to be a brilliant forward at the Tigers. And he's got big step, big shoes to fill as well with Rewalt as well. Certainly has. Absolutely. West Coast and Fremantle, we'll just touch on this one very quickly. Odds aren't, out a, odds aren't out yet. We want to check the results, the odds closer. Obviously, there's a lot going on over in the West because of the COVID situation. It's very different to what it is here. So we've got the Derby head-to-head. How are you seeing this one? Well, if Fremantle just have to win this game. I mean, West Coast have got decimated. Do they get a lot of players back? We don't know. That's why we don't have the odds up. But you'd be thinking Fremantle should win, but it's not a game you'd bet into when you don't know anything about yeah. it. How about you? Yeah, and if the West Coast were to get players back, I think the continuity's been out of whack. Mm. Obviously, the, the team in the last couple of weeks have had people coming and going and people from the waffle stepping in and, and the COVID list. So it's uh, it's tough times for West Coast. Unfortunately, they're the first team to having to, to deal with this situation, mm. the COVID. They've handled it better than they handled life in the hub. I thought <laughs> that there was a lot of complaining out of West Coast when they were in the hub, and their form uh, reflected that. But last week against Kangaroos, they were brilliant, and there hasn't been any complaining. Like They've had to deal with something that no clubs have had to deal with before, top-up mm-hmm. players coming in, players that never met each other. So I thought West Coast did a great job last week and probably almost got the job done in the end. Yeah, very close. Now, $100 play. A few of us got ours up last week. Did you get any up? I did. I had uh, I had my man, Adam Trelaw, last week. Joe Danaher let me down. He only kicked the two, but it's all about the kitty, and uh, we're going okay. We've all had good wins so far. Um, and we are building the kitty up, but uh, BJ had a big week BJ. last week. Have a look at that. Well done. Went for a lot of value round one. It didn't come off, but no. uh, I went with a, well, a more a sure, of a sure thing yep. in round two, and yeah. it, it paid off. Yeah, that's it. Now, what's your $100 play for this week? $100 play for this week is I think there's some value around the showdown medal because if Port Adelaide win it, I mean, you can't go past Travis Boak. So Travis Boak, and I looked at Dan Houston, who's $23, and mm. he, he represents value. So I've had 10 on him. And Ben Keyes, if Adelaide do upset them, he's averaging 37 disposals yeah. a game. And then I think there's three games that I'll look at, and I think there's three teams that should win. So I'm going to have a multi. Melbourne into Geelong to win, into Carlton to beat Hawthorne. Thorn, so a three-leg multi for the other 50. Some value there at the start. What's your $100 play? Uh, my, uh, I've got a f- few legs in the first one. It's a six. Loves long you legs, CJ. Love bit of value. I thought I would have got better value for this, to be honest. But uh, Sam Walsh, Paddy Cripps, Matty Kennedy, Tom Mitchell, Jago Amira, the two mainstays in Hawthorne's midfield, and Sam Doherty for 20-plus disposals. But the first five there are for 25-plus. So. Well, I don't want to spoil your party, half. but I'm worried about the Amira leg. Really? Yeah. Well, there's some, besides Mitchell, 
someone mm. else is going to find the footy from Hawthorne. Yeah. His first couple of weeks have been reasonably solid yep. without being a star, so he's due. And my second uh, is $50. Demons to win, I think that's a sure thing, to be honest, against my old mob, unfortunately. And as history would show, Christian Petrarca, Clayton Oliver, absolute shoe-ins for 30-plus. And, and then that. you chuck in Darcy Parrish. Uh, his form uh, just extends from last year, 30-plus. Uh, what do you got? I have got $50 on the Ds to win with Petrarca for 30-plus and a goal. He's been doing that every week, hasn't he? Has he? $25 on Port to win with Keys for 30 disposals. He's still $1.83 value there. He's had 37 his last two yep. rounds. So he's really coming into form, getting plenty of the ball. And then $25, I had this last week, Cripps anytime goal, 30-plus, Walsh 30-plus as well. Mm. So those two, they, they had that in the first You're half. going well with your punting. Well I'm done. I'm happy with Carlton Very good. as well. Well, that's it from In the Back Pocket. Follow us along, but please make sure you always do gamble responsibly.